This is your anime DJs with weekly rundown 18. Let's go. What's going on, guys? Back with the weekly rundown. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be doing Mashal episode eight, followed by my home hero episode ten, Hell's Paradise episode nine, Insomniac's After School episode nine, Demon Slayer episode, season three episode nine, another pretty good episode, and then One Piece ten sixty four. Let's jump right into it, boys. Let's do it, boys. So before we jump into this, I just want to say that Bastel has music going. And the drums in the song are banging, so I can't blame him. <laughs> I couldn't even to, hear it. Nice. I can just hear it. I can just hear it in the back of my mind, and I'm sitting there like banging the drums in my head, dude. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's get right to it. Mashal episode eight, Mash and the Wolves of Magic. In this episode, we learn that many of Easton's students are losing their magic. Oh no! And Langdorm are probably the culprits you know just just probably who would have uh, guessed that mm. so our crew decides to go on the offensive and invade but little do they know right none of the students know where the other dorms are which i think is kind of interesting because like in other in harry potter you could find the other dorms you know so i think it's kind of a cool little uh split off from their uh inspiration heavy inspiration here yeah, I think that was the right thing to do at this school, at least, especially with how Langdorm is. They'd just be jumping everybody in their sleep. They wouldn't I, care. I think it's funny, though, because MASH knows where, like, the HQ of HQs is, mm -hmm. but he's too stupid to remember. <laughs> Dumbass. The man has been in the belly of the beast, but he doesn't remember which door he ripped off the hinges, folks. They, I guess they all just start to run together, you know, after a while with him. I don't know. I just, I just don't know how you, how you keep it hidden like that with everybody running around and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know because like normally you think like a school they'd have like one, two, three buildings, then like the main campus, you know, and be like, all right, this is my building. That's one building. That's the other. We'll figure it out. But nope. I think it might be magic. <laughs> really? <laughs> There's magic in this show? No, 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 no. Well, you know, no. our, our main character doesn't have any side. I haven't been sure this whole time, guys. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you got magic or not. So. <laughs> so the episode opens up with a scene with we finally get to meet a member of Orca Dorm. And we get to meet the Magma Master, whose name I don't know, but we're calling him Akainu. And he <laughs> let my boy from One Piece down. This guy's a pussy. He got fucking fucked up. Yeah, he got rolled, man. He was uh, what they flash on like to his uh, body, and he was just like up in a, in a wall, in a crater in the wall, just utterly down, defeated. Yeah, down bad, dude. So we just know that Orca's like if that's the best they got, Orca is irrelevant. They don't matter. So Weakness. we we're we're good to just not care about Orca dorm. Is that how yeah. you feeling? <laughs> dude their number one head honcho with the gold coin got taken out like that you that's know true. like that's true 
at least Mash, you know, just throw some some lefts and right hooks, and he's good to go. Hey, but Abyss was kind of clean with it, though. Uh, he's no joke. You know, he's one of the strongest people out of Langdorm, so, I mean, it could have been strength on strength. I think. That's true. That's true. I mean, I don't think many people at this school really compare to Langdorm. They're kind of kind of goaded. Yeah, they're the elites. So, like, we're, we're talking about uh, Razor, Abyss Razor, which is the dude that took down Ake, Akeant. Whatever, <laughs> you can't uh, even say Akeant. The Magma Master. The Magma Master. The man has watched and read over a thousand chapters and episodes <laughs> of One Piece, and he can't <laughs> say the name of one of, like, the top antagonists. <laughs> I'm going to call him Aki, bro. Aki. <laughs> yeah, that works. Good for but me. Anyways. You know, we we watched the second thing, Abyss Razor take down Aki over here, and like he, I guess his preferred method of takedown is swords, right? Like yeah, we don't really that. see anything else, just swords. Yeah, he just whipped that sucker out and, and sliced nobody up. And, and you know, like these magic users aren't used to those physical attacks, so I mean, it makes sense why he made quick work of them. And it makes. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that in the world of magic, they don't even pick up a fucking spoon. They just use their magic to do it. So, like, <laughs> like you got somebody coming at you with a sword. Like, they don't know what the hell to do. So, I totally, like, Abyss Razor is kind of broken. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. He he, he looks like he's going to be a huge problem. And I wonder what's up with his eye. It always shows his eye. And he's got, like, some kind of a, like, a, I don't know. It looks like, in my, my opinion... Uh, I think it's something to do with all the magic being stolen away. I think he's something to do with. I think he actually steals magic away. So, mm. so going off of that, there was a scene where there was a puppet walking around the school who looked a lot like Tom, who is the head of the uh, Quidditch or whatever the hell they call it in this show. We'll go uh, with Quidditch. Yeah, he's the Quidditch captain, and there you see a puppet who looks a lot like him, and then he ends up in the um. Medical, yeah, yeah, the infirmary, the medical ward, whatever you want to call it. And um, so I don't know. I think it has to do with our uh, big baddie. Lord Abel playing everybody like the puppet master that Abel? he is. I think but, it's Abel just because the, those scenes kind of linked up, you know? Yeah, I mean, I almost thought it would be Abel. But then again, you know, there's something going on with his eye. They showing it too much I, for it I, not I, to be anything, so... Yeah, I kind of agree with the both of you. I think it could be Lord Abel siphoning magic out of other students and giving it to Abyss. Oh. I don't know if that I don't know if, if that's how that works, but he could just be storing up that magic in his eye as it gets siphoned off the other other students. And another thing is uh when we first met Abyss and or actually when Mash first met Abyss, uh Abyss made a comment that he was like, oh, you're just like me. Well, how did he know he was just like him unless he can tell who's got magic and maybe he was trying to gauge how strong he was. You know what I mean? Mm. I think it has something to do with his eye. I think he's got the like the the damn, uh, like what Hanada's got. What the, uh, the Biakugan? Yeah, Biakugan. I can't, I can't remember <laughs> shit to that, boys. Yo, that, that, hey, that's your show, too. Hold on, now. Yeah. I was waiting. I've been sitting here for, like, the last three or four minutes just waiting for Tyler to say Sharingan or Biakugan, so I'm glad oh. it happened. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm even happier that he couldn't remember the name of the power. <laughs> I almost said Sharingan, like, the first time I mentioned his eye, so, yeah, GG's. Yeah, so yeah, the captain, and there was like dozens of other students in the infirmary too. 
Um, and th- that's what kind of uh, made our main cast go try to run up on uh, Lane Dorm, even not knowing where it is. But before that, we had a little scene where they were talking about what they were going to do. Uh, they already knew Lane Dorm was a problem. They were stealing the uh, gold coins from the other um, dorms, from Orca and from Adler Dorm. And during this scene, I thought it was pretty funny. I was uh, I have it in the notes as Riz God Mash. Uh, but Lemon ends up giving giving uh, our boy Mash a little token. It's a, it's a <laughs> stress cream puff that, that has a little uh, bow, not sash, but bow, yes, on its head. And he was pl- being completely oblivious. He's like, what is the bow about? And Lemon was like, you're so forward. I <laughs> loved her, her reaction to that. That scene was so funny. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. But now, know- mm-hmm. I really want a stress cream puff now, guys. Like, I think I need one, you know, just to have. Yeah, With her yeah, bow yeah. on it too. I don't need the bow, but you know, just like the idea of having an adorable little stress cream puff doll thing that I can just squeeze to death sounds really nice. <laughs> Dude, that'd be I good merch. It. Come on, Mashal. Give us something. Dead ass. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go check the Crunchyroll store right now, boys. <laughs> you know, I'm searching it too. Um You but- know it's on there. A cream puff has gotta be on there, so they at least got some plushies. There's no way they don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't know, you know, Lemon had any feelings for our guy, but it's, it's coming out slowly. You know, she's trying to trying to get her game on. Well, we, we've gotten hints over the past uh, few uh, episodes, I think, ever since the forest incident, I believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, they She's been giving out mad hints that she's she's falling for a boy, but I don't I think, think hint is a very, very weak word <laughs> for the amount of. Um, <laughs> female Screaming? Riz she's been uh, going on right now like yeah. true she, she's told the world and she's not hiding it so I think good for her you know good for her for being a strong independent woman like that but yeah. she's gonna have to do more cause Mash ain't having it he don't even know that she's hitting on him so he has no idea and he, just no. like everything else he is oblivious um, but, but yeah to, when they go around searching for the dorm, they find like this big hidden door and they said, hey, you know, this must this must be the secret entrance or they think they're in the right well, place. They actually followed uh, Lemon, right? Oh, yeah. They saw Lemon's doll walking around. And uh, I believe it was Dot that was going to like yell out and, and uh, <laughs> scream to her because he's a simp. And <laughs> he was even he even got a nosebleed over her doll, which is a down horrendous behavior. I loved it. I love that their nosebleeds aren't that uh like outrageous like every other anime. Mm-hmm. It's just like a it's a different kind of nosebleed. I love that. It's, it's just like, like a, a normal casual dribble. little drip. Yeah. It's yeah. not like a blasting <laughs> nosebleed like yeah. when Sanji sees uh Shirahoshi. Yeah. yeah. He, no <laughs> one's catching air off their nosebleeds yeah. in this Nobody, show. Nobody's almost dying because of the nosebleed. <laughs> Which is such a crazy plot point, but beyond that. So I will say that um, Crunchyroll does not have a Mashal Cream Puff uh, stress ball in the store yet, so we need to jump on that ASAP. Ooh. I'm sure there's somebody got it, bro. We, we got to find somebody to make it. We'll get it on Etsy. We'll be, we'll be rich. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, we'll make like $30. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, that's rich, I guess, you know. So, But yeah, they found this door, and... Dan's Dan's crying right now. (laughs) I don't even know why. Because you said $30 was rich. I'm like, I piss away $30 at the store more than I can like even remember. And he's like, $30 is a lot of money, brother. 
Got to add to that net worth. But yeah, they uh, <laughs> go back to the damn door in the middle of the floor. Uh, our boy Dot, he he's after Lemon, and he like tries to do his uh, like super mega ex- what's this called? Explom, Explom, or something like that. Explom, yeah, yeah, Ex-blom, trying to yeah. get it open and no budge, and then Mash just comes over there and just like stomps. And uses uh, a short uh, uh, swords and uh, a knot statue to like. Yeah, I'm like, gonna flat out say based on this scene that Mashal is smart or Mash, sorry, not Mashal. Mash is smarter than we think, because homie broke out physics like 101 right there with the old fulcrum. Yes, but the lever. There's no way that knot statue holds up to that kind of pressure. No way. That's some good steel, bro. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way, bro. Hey, well, it did, though. It you did, never know, though. man. You never know. He launched that door into oblivion, too. And it gave oh, us yeah. that shot where it was looking up and he had just like, gone through like all the floors of the academy. And then it flying through the sky. And I'm like cracking up at this scene. I'm like, Bass is in his fucking like bag right now. <laughs> he had to be crying watching I was happen. so happy. You're right. You're right. You, you give the man a door. <laughs> And he will die of laughter. And if he didn't at that scene, I don't know him anymore. Yeah, no, I, I was chuckling for sure. It's like half dead on my couch laughing. But yeah, great scene. Uh, they go down into the dungeon and they end up in a fight. And Dot takes the fight, guys. I thought it was really cool. Uh, however, there was a little bit more strategy involved in, in this fight uh, than we've seen previously. It's mostly just been Mash overpowering people and punching them in the face or the gut. Um, do you guys like that they're leaning more towards the strategy of the battles and like you do you think you they should lean more into it or like kind of stay away and keep it really light uh i'm just glad that we're it looks like we're fixing to get some heavy hitting battles and not just you know op mash just taking them down in a few blows and making some comedy out of it i really think that we're fixing to start seeing some peak battles i hope so yeah, I was going to say, I, I do really enjoy when anime dive into the, not the theory, but like the thinking of the fighter and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's really good to see. But I still think we're going to see maybe up until the last foot of the season, MASH is just going to steamroll people because that's the beauty of the show. It's kind of like One Punch Man where you come up against the biggest baddie yet and it's just one punch, you know? And Mash just, you know, he's the same kind of character role right there. And until the end of season one, when he fights, or in One Punch Man, when he fights this big baddie, you know, he doesn't break a sweat. And I think it'd be really funny if Mash didn't do that until he fights Lord Abel, you know? I mean, we've already seen a preview of uh, Abyss Razor and Mash going at it. And I mean, it looked like Mash kind of had some issues uh, hitting him, but, you know, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that because and the reason why i'm saying this is because after dot takes care of uh no name uh he wasn't even in uh lang dorm was he he was just some kind of random yeah he was a crony dude yeah, yeah he was a crony from uh orca dorm wasn't he no he's from lang you're talking he was from... no, no no the dude that oh. he said that he wasn't one of the uh 
Fangs. Oh yeah, he's he, not part of the the Magnus. I think, in, I think he's in Lang though. But he's in Lang Dorm. Yeah, I mean okay. the Magnus. There's there's got to be more than seven students in all Lang Dorm. I mean yeah. naturally, yeah. So, but yeah, they he ended up you know taking him out, and then they just like sink through the floor. Uh, for I don't know whose magic done that, but they just sink through the floor into different rooms. They separated them, and I think uh, um, who is it? Uh, Finn and was it Finn and Dot? They they come up against the two uh, twin girls, right? Yeah, Love and Milo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fifth and, thing and the fourth thing, but everybody else is running the ones. Yeah, Lance come across. Uh, I don't even know who was it. The uh, who who did Lance come up against? Uh, I don't remember. Do hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, I don't, I don't remember either. They show it? Yeah. Uh, okay. They show so. who it was. I just can't remember who exactly he was fighting because MASH definitely got Abyss, didn't he? Yeah, MASH okay. got Abyss, so. And we, gonna... we seen his eye. His eye done some crazy shit to his uh, Byakugan, so. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to guess here that Lance is up against thing number three. Yeah, I don't think we got his name, though, so. He's the only one we haven't seen yet, right? Well, I guess we haven't seen two either. Or no, we've seen two. Yeah, so three. I'd probably three if they're up against four and five. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, but, no, I'm excited for a little bit more more strategy in, in these fights. Um, I think this uh, anime can really get in its bag if it adds a little bit more of that into the show and still have like those lighter moments. I think that's a good place for them to operate. Yeah, so I, I just hope that we actually see a decent fight instead of just... I mean, I know we'll see a decent fight with the other... The other uh, kids, but I, I'm really hyped about Mash and Abyss Razor because I think that has the potential to actually challenge Mash a little bit. So, yeah. a little bit. We'll yeah. see how it goes. I think I think it's a, <laughs> like if they stick to the script, Mash is just gonna destroy him. It'll be really funny. Like it might take a minute, mm-hmm. but he's gonna land like three punches, and that mask is gonna blow a mile away. You know, it'll be yeah. interesting to see, uh, especially if Abyss doesn't have magic. And he even mentioned, you know, uh, he's like, I'm also a person that uh, this system up- abhors. Um, so I don't think he does. I think it's gonna be harder for Mash to get make those physical attacks effective. Um, especially with this guy having a sword and being able to keep up with Mash's movements. Uh, because we saw last episode, he tried to pull up on Abyss and he just got out of the way, pretty much like flash stepped him and got behind him. So Mash doesn't wrong. at least have the speed advantage in this situation. Probably still stronger than him physically, but I think it's actually going to be a pretty good fight. I'm excited. And we did, we haven't touched on one very important part yet. So with all these students losing their magic, potentially being turned into puppets they made a remark about the headmaster leaving the school campus to visit the bureau of magic and the reason for that was because prisoners escaped like a maximum security magic prison tartarus yeah like a tartarus you know <laughs> i'm picking up what you're putting down there bud <laughs> that's the name of prisons in a lot of anime i'm just gonna say that because it's the same that's, that, that's actually no it's not a prison in um fairy tale but tartarus is in fairy tale too but um so they mentioned a new character that we haven't seen yet, Innocent Zero. So I think they're starting to lay the groundwork for seasons two and potentially three. I don't know how long this is going to go, but I'm glad they're starting to lay groundwork for a bigger opposition outside of just the school. 
from what I can understand, because Innocent Zero can't be a school, like a student, if he's breaking people out of prison and stuff like that, you know? Right, right. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, we'll get some more complex stories. It feels like coming up maybe at the end of the season and, and then going into season two. So I'm very, very excited about that, actually. Awesome. You guys want to jump into My Home Hero Academia? Let's yeah, let's, let's do My <laughs> Home Hero Academia, not uh, episode 10. <laughs> one thing they called One Thing I Did. So, in this one, it's starting to seem like Tetsuo's plans have been fruitful. Kyochi has been caught alone in a spider's trap, but is it time for the hunted to become the hunter? We shall find out on next episode. Dun, 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 dun. Actually, uh, so this one starts out, uh, you know, starts out a little bit slower, I thought. Uh, it uh, started out with Tetsuo explaining to us kind of how Kaysen uh, broke into the apartment and how it was actually done. And uh, I, th I think that y'all said that y'all really liked that aspect of it last time, how they went back and described how it all happened. Yeah. Right? So I thought I was going to like it. And I thought it was going to be a little more in-depth, a little more like Ocean's Eleven-y. And like, they dropped the ball on it, in my opinion. Like, I was ready for like some music going the whole time, you know, like a classic heist movie, like break-in scene. And they just didn't do it for me. And that's just me wanting that to happen. That's not actually what's supposed to happen, but I really wanted that. Okay, okay. I thought, <laughs> oh. I thought it was mad decent because I was really confused about how uh, Kaysen got down there. But it was really, really simple once they explained it. Yeah, I wanted a little more pizzazz to it, you know? Like, I wanted yeah. her to be, like, doing backflips off shit, you know? Just Bro, because. I was just about to say that shit. I thought she was going to be, like, a fucking secret gymnast or some shit. Yeah. See, that, that's what made me upset, too. I thought that they would actually, like, make her be, uh, like, the, you know, crazy, good, you know, just doing it, like, flashy style shit, you know? And they didn't do it. She struggled with almost everything she did, so... Well, like, have you guys seen Ocean's Eleven? Yeah. Yeah. Long time so, ago. Or like that Rick and Morty heist episode. Like, I wanted that level of just fucking description and like <laughs> craziness. I was like, this is what we need. This would make this show so good. And it just it didn't deliver what I wanted. But that's all right. I, I had really you, high expectations. They said, we give you rope ladder and you better like it. Yeah, we give you rope ladder. We give you lady who couldn't climb down a rope ladder. Have you ever Ooh. climbed down a rope ladder, bro? Yeah, I have. This shit is not as easy as it looks. Yeah, but Kaisen's a baddie. She should be able to figure that shit out. True, one, true, true. One thing I had an issue with, boys, is she put this rope ladder against a wall. Now, tell me how you climbing up a damn rope ladder that's hanging against a wall. Oh yeah, I, and and then you see Kyochi later. Kyochi later in the episode just like climb around it. I'm like, that would have been way easier. Yeah. Right. And it wouldn't have left any evidence. I'm just but. saying, like, she she climbed, like, hung it on the wall and like from the getting onto the roof and through the window, she had to do the same thing. And it was literally how do you get your feet like into rungs if it's you know against the wall? Like yeah, that, like that's very difficult. It's difficult to climb a rope ladder, you know. A, mm -hmm. But I don't know. That just bugged me. So there's been yeah. a few like small inconsistencies in this show. Um, when it's supposed to be, I feel like it's supposed to be hyper logic. We didn't really understand about um 
Tetsuo being in the in the car and and when he did the whole uh, light bulb switch and stuff like that. It's just been little things like that where it just hasn't been keeping up with itself. I feel like um, one part I did like about this though, they took the ALS light from uh, Kyoichi and used it for themselves to break, break into the safe. I thought that shit was pretty <laughs> slick. Disrespectful, bro. <laughs> I, I was laughing when she's like, "Oh my god, it doesn't work!" And I'm like, "Like, oh yeah, I need this fancy, like, reflective piece of plastic to show me the fingerprints." I was like, "God damn it, Casey!" I was like, "You've been thinking about this the whole goddamn time. How do you just forget that?" Yeah, I, I thought they, that was a little silly. I thought they did her girl Casey dirty. I thought that they made her look like she was. You know, unfit and and well, dumb. An so. amateur at a B and E when she is a housewife slash author who has never committed a B and E. I mean, it makes sense. It but does, like, but at the but, same time, yeah. But on the other hand, she's been she's went above and beyond on everything else that she's done, and this is a time when they chose to say, "Hey, we're not gonna do it no more like this." Like that's that's what we wanted though. We wanted to see it done like it's been done the whole time. So true, you know. And I, and I once compared these two to you know Shaq and Kobe, um, and that's my bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm getting more you know near retirement Reggie Miller and Jermaine O'Neal type vibes out of this. Uh, yeah, they, they they've really not been been performing up to their their standard level here lately in the last couple episodes. I just was really excited for Casey to be like some Kim Possible level spy. See, that's what we that's what and we needed. Some crazy shit, but obviously she's just a housewife, so it wouldn't happen. But like I guess we built her up to way more than she actually is. <laughs> In our minds, we're like, she's the best. The we, goat. we have been building this woman up for like what, ten ep- or nine episodes now, and then she just drops a dud on us like this. So she's she she's no longer the goat, you know? No, she's still nine for ten though. She's nine for ten. Uh she's still up there. Um, yeah, I even put in our notes, yeah, she's a born winner, which she is, but she she took a L here. Um, but yeah, it was they, cool how they, how they dirty, figured, so yeah, they did. They they should have they should have kept her uh kept her skills up. But yeah, I loved how they she broke into the safe, um, getting the combination and the and the numbers that were used. But uh one thing I thought was pretty cool in the next scene after we get done explaining this, and you know, Tetsuo walks out and goes, takes a nap at Rika's place. Um, because he's dog tired from um being being hunted by the, this little Yakuza group, or just organization, the organization. Uh Kyoichi runs away from three grown ass men. <laughs> three grown ass men. And then the animation got weird there for a couple of minutes. Um, it was like some scratchy VHS tape type shit um when he was beating up those guys. I didn't really like that. I thought there was really no need for it. What'd y'all think about that, man? I thought it was different. I just, uh, I'm like you. I just didn't see the need need for it. I didn't know what it was trying to represent with that. So, um, did did you find anything that they was trying to represent, Dan? I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I just think this is a pretty low budget anime overall. Yeah. So I thought they just didn't have the budget to actually animate like action scenes very well because they oh, haven't really had any I'm yet. That's a good one. So that might be it. I don't know. I mean, I didn't really notice it. I was just like, oh, this is a mid anime. It's a mid scene, you know, whatever. Get your one budget thing, up, son. One thing that I was kind of confused about with the uh, the whole uh, chasing scene of Kyochi was that sometime or another in the whole situation, he come up with a bloody stomach 
and I don't know how he got that. Did y'all see how he got a bloody stomach? I think that was from when he got shot. Uh, That was from when he got shot, but I think his wound opened back up. I was going to say that was a while ago. That was just a couple days ago in this anime. Yeah, Yeah. see, like, it just come out of nowhere, and I was like, did he get shot again? Like, because all the animation was going weird. We didn't really, I really didn't keep up with it as well as I should have, I don't think. And all of a sudden, he just had a bloody shirt, and I was like, did some dude shoot him? (laughs) no i think i think like i think like bass said i think his wound opened up i mean when you get shot like that and you get some raunchy ass stitches done by like a dude in the back of an rv or whatever like i don't remember the stitches happened but like you're gonna have a bad time like you can't move like that so i think i think his stitches opened up he did that little uh that little uh, scorpion kick which i thought was fucking hilarious he's got lid on the ground he bends his his uh leg all the way back behind him to kick a guy with force that was badass I mean, he was fighting for his life for that's the adrenaline. Not gonna lie, I think Kyoichi might be like my favorite character this entire anime, just because he's fucking hungry and he's desperate and he's like a he's like a like a wild animal trapped in a cage, and I fucking love that about him. And he's smart, like he's really smart. So very resourceful. Uh, Kaisen's still my number one, even though my girl took a L in this episode. But yeah, Kyoichi is a great character, honestly. But yeah, he ends up running up the stairs to like the roof and then hopping down um, and ends up noticing the scratches on like the divider between his balcony and the next. And now he knows how they kind of kind of got into his apartment. Um, he like saw the little riddle about how they opened the door, but he had his back to old Tetsuo while he while he was cooking and he put two and two together. So that, that added a little bit more to the plot. The plot has thickened again. Um but yeah, he did a lot of cool things in his little getaway. He actually took the last of his savings and like kind of threw it off the balcony. Um, I love that scene, dude. That was sick. Just making it rain. But imagine like doing that with like the last money you have when like you could think about just getting away. Like, I don't know why he's trying to. So we get into later in the episode and he calls Matori and mm-hmm. is like, hey, it wasn't me. It was Tosu Tetsuo and I need to prove it to you. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, dog, you got like a lot of money right there, at least enough to like get out and start a new life somewhere, you know? Like, why don't you just run away and try again? That's he, kind of what was going through my head, you know? I think I don't he think was that's scared. Extra. I was going to say, I think he was scared because of, you know, his mama. You know, if he just runs away, then, you know, what happens to his mama? Is this organization really going to go after some poor old lady, though? Probably. Hey. I mean, I mean they, they are criminals, bro. That's true. That's fucked up, though. I, I think it's not as much money as it looks like. Just because uh, yen bills aren't worth that much in like USD. Yeah. So but if that were... was like a if that was like a stack of fucking 20s in USD. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a few thousand dollars um, or Fair several enough. thousand dollars. But if it's yen and I don't know what the biggest yield yen bin is, uh, bill is, but uh, it might not be as much money as what we think. I think Enough. they were like 10,000 yen bills. And I mean, those were stacks like 50, oh, okay. 60. So he's got. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's some. That's a decent amount of money. That's probably like 10 grand or something like that. You know, yeah. I mean, that's that's, a, that's enough. True. But yeah, I think he he probably kept some in his pocket, but like. He had to do that to create a crowd. To Boy, save made his life. Boy mm-hmm. fucking made it rain. And he did have to go. He did go buy a different set of clothes and everything else. So. 
I think he definitely kept some, but I was very interested in the fact that he walked into the store bleeding out and nobody said anything to him. That's when you just put the gun on the on the uh, the counter and say, hey, I need some clothes. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. I feel like I feel like they would have taken a gun away though if they got on him like that, right? I don't know. I don't uh, know how I mean, he actually did it. I'm just bullshit. It is Japan though. Like they're, you know. It's... No, 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 no. This is it's Japan. Nobody like if someone <laughs> walks into your store with their gut bleeding out, you have questions and you call the cops. Like I don't care what country you're yeah, in. But then, then no. you know, he's already got this shit and gone. You know what I mean? Like they're not yeah. gonna get there that fast. Also, with that store being so close to his house, I mean, they might already they might already have some relation with with him or that organization that he works for. Maybe. And like, oh, this guy's part of a gang. We're not calling the police. Give that but, man some new clothes. You know, it's Japan. No, man. If you walk into <laughs> you walk into any store anywhere with a freaking stomach bleeding out, they're gonna they're gonna have some questions. They're not just gonna let you buy clothes and walk out. I mean, I would just be I'd be like, bro, get what you need and go. I don't need trouble. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Stop bleeding I, all over my store too while you're at it. My ass would be caught on freaking ambulance. Uh, another thing that um, I kind of enjoyed, but I almost got lost in it, was the phone calls at the end. Um, you know, they had a bunch of different people calling different other, you know, different people. Right. I think uh, Kubo called um, uh, whoever, Takeda, I think. Didn't mm-hmm. Takeda call Kubo? But they kept on switching back and forth. They, like, uh, Takeda would have the phone. Then I think they showed Kiyochi. Then they showed uh, uh, Tetsuo. Like they just kept on going back and forth to like three different conversations. And uh, they finally uh, showed who was talking to who at the end, I believe. With, you know, obviously Kyoshi talking to Matori, saying that he would explain everything. And that Tetsuo was the one that killed his son. Um, so we was actually wondering how this show was going to end um the last two or three episodes and now it seems like we're gonna get a yochi versus tetsuro who was the smarter one throughout the whole thing who was the bigger spotter i think that's what we're gonna see yeah i'm interested to see how uh, kyochi uh explained this the whole situation to matori and how believable it is right um when you got bones in your safe and say, hey, they broke into my safe, but he still has to explain how they got into the safe, which I don't think is very easy to do and make that sound believable. Um, and then, you know, how much physical evidence does he really have? There's some scratches on your fucking divider between your apartment and the next. Okay, bud. You know. I think, I think the biggest thing that's going to hurt Tetsuo is the fact that he lied about his name that one time. Oh, that's going to kill him. Yeah. Uh, that's, Maybe not that's literally, it. but yeah, so. he's going to be in trouble for that. Yeah, at the same time, though, I feel like that's kind of easy to play off where you're like, oh, I'm looking into something, but I don't want to leave any tracks, you know? But the fact that he used that name, you know. Could bite him in the ass, 100%. Like, if he used any other name, that would have been fine, but he used the wrong name. He used the one that he used to help uh, make make that video, video, you know? And that's just the wrong Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot that they actually caught him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like watching the end of this episode, I like was kind of annoyed because I was like, God damn it, they're just bringing it back. And I was so ready for like 
some closure and for it to be done. I wanted I wanted the good guy to win, you know? Right. And mm. I was like, I don't need any more of this who done it bullshit. Like I was really loving the fact that they pulled it off. And now we gotta go through this for another two whole episodes. I'm like, guys, fuck. But if, but if you think about it, who's actually the good guy here? Thank you. I was I, about to say that. Yep. Who's actually the good guy here? It's making you think who whose side are we on? Like whose side are we on? I think Kyoichi's the good guy. I think uh, Tetsuo is the bad guy, actually. What about you, Dan? I wouldn't say Tetsuo's the bad guy. I mean, he's just doing what's right for his family, and I can always respect that. Um, Who are you rooting can't... for? The, the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, chill out, bro. <laughs> I, 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 I just... So, they've like, been dragging I, this. They, they've been dragging this, this show, but it's fucking dragging. And I'm like, guys, it's been a week, man. Fucking figure it out. Figure it out. Me dude. personally, like I would love them to do like a buddy daddy thing and just team up and take them down together. But I don't think that's gonna happen that's now. Not not after no, Kiyochi's no, no, fucking no, no, pissed. No. Not after betrayed uh, Kiyochi. So, but yeah, I thought that was a very high, high probability of happening. But yeah, at this point, it's not going to. I yeah. just want to see exactly what Kiyochi tells Matori. Yeah, I was almost sitting here like I think this would have been much better done as like a four or five episode like OVA where they did like 45 minute episodes. That would have worked better for this. I think it would have worked better, you know, like it's just it feels like it's dragging on. I mean, we've been going for like, what, 10 weeks now? Yeah. How the fuck does a 12 episode anime have poor pacing? Congratulations, honestly. And the bad thing is, is knowing them, they're going to make a season two. No, oh, hell no. Like, oh, we're, not, wa- we're not watching we're it. Not hell watching. no, we're not. I, I might watch it, but I'm going to wait till it's done and I'll watch it in a day. I'm not doing this weekly ever again. <laughs> they can't I have will, three months of my life again. I will be like, yo, Dan, what happened in second season? <laughs> no, there's no way this goes two seasons. And if it does, it's. God damn it. It's just way worse than it needs to be. I mean, like, it's a good show. It's riveting, but like, holy fuck, get to the goddamn point. That's my only issue with it, you know? But, oh, I think, uh, is that all we got for that one? I think that's Yeah, I think so. I think we covered all of our bases. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next, guys, we got Hell's Paradise Episode 9, Gods and People. So after a week's long break, uh, Map is back for Episode 9 of Hell's Paradise. I'm, I'm glad it's back because I have been really, really enjoying this, guys. Um, but in this installment... Of Hell's Paradise, uh, Gabby Morrow kind of gets tired of, of uh, waiting around and uh, people coming up with plans that take too long. And he heads straight for the center of the island to go find the elixir of life. So let's so, talk about great pacing really quick. Thank our you. Man, our man Gabby Mario is straight to the fucking point. He's in. And I love that about him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Senta was like, hey, we don't really know much. There's so much to, to, to like dissect. And Gabby Morrow's like, nah, I'm him. I'm out of here. So he waits for uh, Senta to fall asleep while they're on watch. And he's like, yeah, no, I can go handle this myself. Do y'all think that was the right decision by him? I don't know if it's the right decision, but I love the fact that he's like, I got the left hand. I got the right hand. Let's fucking get after it. I don't need these guys. I fucking love that energy. I I got me and my two best friends. (laughs) (laughs) What do they say? Pitter patter. Let's Let's get get out of here. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You got dumb right. I yeah, never so, thought we'd have a letter Kenny reference in this podcast, and I'm fucking here for it, boys. That's what I'm talking about, Tyler. Um, but yeah, so we we get 
to watch him go through the island, the center part, which is called uh, Hoyo, where there's fogs and like the, the Hoko people, it seems like they've uh, turned fully into trees and they're praying towards the center of the island. So from there, Gabi Mario heads on to Horai, which is the heaven of the island. And he gets rolled up on, I think accidentally, by our, our, our orange-haired Tencent, uh, which they, we finally got some names, guys, out of these Tencent. So we can't we can just actually refer to them by their names, Zhu Jin. Um, and they are very surprised to see him there. Uh, Wouldn't you be? Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> scared of you. Man's about to pull up at home. Door? Yeah, he's about to pull up at home. He turns around and says, What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he's tired. He wants to go home and go to bed, bro. And now he's got Gabby Maru's just knocking at his door. Yeah. And uh and he ends up saying to to Gabby Mara, he's like, "It's been a long time since I've seen someone like you." Um, <laughs> Damn right, son. <laughs> yeah, after they get the box in a little bit, and I thought it was really cool. He's like, "I haven't seen somebody like this in a, over, you know, in, in over a hundred years or so." Um, who was the last ninja type person you think he saw? Uh, probably, probably. Uh, what's his name? His uh, village leader, whatever the hell his name is. Oh yeah, he Honestly, does have the elixir of life. That is yeah, right. Yeah, that's probably the last person he's seen like Gabby Maru. Uh, honestly, that's probably what he was referencing. To be fair, is his village leader. I I don't know his name. Uh, so we've yeah. only heard we've only talked about him a few times. That's true. So, yeah, he hasn't come up in the story much out of the first maybe two episodes or three episodes. But speaking of this fight, speaking of this boxing, like. I've been waiting so many episodes for like a good uh, scene, like a good boxing scene mm-hmm. from Hell's Paradise, from MAPPA, and this damn show. And we finally got it. This shit was like good. Like this was like Naruto level boxing that, you know, uh, Sasuke and Naruto done on at the, uh, you know, the waterfall. You yeah, I mean? the, the 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 valley of the last. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was a uh, the choreography was phenomenal. Um, I really thought it was a, a a phenomenal boxing scene. Like you said, they were getting the fuck after it, going blow for blow. And I was even though Gabby Mara's body is obviously abnormally tough since he's he's they try to execute him a fucking dozen times. Um, uh, I was still very surprised that the Tenson couldn't get off some good shots at least to start, um, because. They've been pretty much obliterating everybody else, one-shotting them almost. You know, it wasn't Gabby Maru though, bro. It wasn't him. <laughs> wasn't him. I'm just surprised. Like this man, Gabby Maru, he he knows that the Tencent are like regenerating and they're halfway invincible and mm-hmm. what they're supposed to be invincible or whatever. And he's just like, I'm gonna have to stand in here toe to toe and just try to like uh, hit them and as fast as I can and just hit them hard and fast and make it impossible for them to regenerate because they can't regenerate that fast. I just hit them faster. And and the whole time he's doing that, he's taking hits back. And I'm like, bro, common sense says that you're not going to be able to beat someone that's invincible by standing there and letting them hit you back. Right. You know, like it's it's like people say with the, uh, with boxing, they, they were fighting in a phone booth, really. Uh, they really in each other's face going blow for blow. And I was kind of surprised. Like, we saw uh, Shu Jin, like, actually bleed. 
Um, we we've seen the the Tencent, the different Tencent get cut, punched, but they hadn't bled before at all. Um, and I didn't really understand why that was. You know, well, like it, it didn't make sense. Even though you hit them and they you put holes in them, they don't typically actually bleed out. Well, Bass. Through God, all things are possible. So write that one down. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just throwing all the references in from It's Always Sunny and uh, Letter Kenny today. They um, got some good ones. But no, so we kind of get into it. And um, later, in the, later in the episode, I guess, you see... Um, Shujin. Oh Su- sorry, I'm a mess. My wife just freaked out because my cat had a dead mouse like running around the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan's been gone for the last five minutes. Yeah, I was wondering what, what happened. I love my cat sense. in the basement earlier, and I guess she was just carrying a dead mouse around, and my wife's just having a panic attack. So it's all good. <laughs> I brought it outside. I, I put it where the squirrels can get it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so there's a scene later where. Um, I thought that was Jotai. No, that's the purple one. Shuzin is the one. Shuzin is the orange yeah. one that was fired. Orange. Okay, okay, okay. So Shuzin, basically, like, there's a scene later where she looks like a fucking dried up old tree. Mm-hmm. And she drinks a special liquid, which we've come to realize is Tan. And it, like, rejuvenates her back to his or her old self. So my thinking is, if, if you just beat these Tencent to a pulp, but they basically run out of Tan, you can potentially defeat them. Ah, that's yeah, that's what it seemed like. Cause yeah, she looked, she got her, her uh, normal form back once she drank that. And see, also, like, we we think they're invincible because nobody can push them to this limit, but Gabby Maru did push them to this limit. And she even made references that she was running out of energy or something. And that's why she had to call on the, uh, gods or whatever i don't even know what she said to turn into that second form and she was like they're gonna be pissed at me again or whatever for using uh, i guess calling on more energy or whatever and that's why she turned into what dan was talking about because she used all the energy and then she got punished for it too or he uh zujin what it I don't know what they are. So. Yeah, I, I don't just, know. I just say they. I just that, say they. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the easiest thing I think. But, but yes, so I missed it. Did you guys mention the fact that Shuzen uh, was basically like, I haven't seen a human of this caliber. In like oh a hell yeah! Okay, you know, yeah, I brought yeah, yeah. that up. Yeah, that was important. Oh, that was and, a that was a cool little moment. Sorry again, again on Dead Mouse Patrol. So <laughs> all good. I, all good. I said I think the last one that they was actually talking about was his uh, village leader was probably the last one they seen like gabby maru is what she they was talking about probably yeah that makes sense to me uh because oh, yeah potentially yeah yeah I, th- I think it has to be either him or somebody that retrieved the ton for him because he obviously is immortal like we see him get stabbed with like 20 something swords and spears and he's like huh <laughs> okay sure all right but i mean it's good to actually see that even though they are immortal invincible whatever there is a limit but I mean, uh, you, gotta get you have there. to get them there. And yeah. in order to get them there, like you have to do what Gabby Maru did and look where got where got Gabby Maru. He he almost died. He would have died. So yeah, he if a uh, little beat. girl wouldn't have saved him. Mm-hmm. He got beat to within an inch of his life. Um, going back to that little Tencent flower monster thing, that shit was creepy, man. I was oh, yeah. that was really creepy to me. Evolution. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't a biggest fan of the design, honestly. Like, 
I thought it was, I don't know, like, I just, like, I really enjoyed how, like, they had a person form, and I understand they should go to something heavier, like, right. more intense, but fucking flowers everywhere, dude, like, I know that's been kind of a theme of the show, but, like, it I don't know, if you, didn't, if you didn't see, like, the weird giraffe-looking body with the human body neck thing, it looked like something out of a children's book, you know, like, <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> There's a giraffe yeah. covered in flowers. Ah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, I, I just thought it looked fucking creepy. It 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 really brought some chills uh, uh, down my spine. But yeah, the design wasn't great. They could have done a little bit more with it, I think. And I think you know, there's probably some other forms of the tins and sleeves that might impress you, Dan. So be patient, friendo. It's true. But one thing I will mention after she got in, they got into that form. I think it was. Uh, the Zhu Jin started using mini Wazingons. Did y'all see that shit? Yeah, I saw that. I did notice that right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, I was like, this is wild. She's actually using mini Wazingons. Yeah, we're getting a lot of anime taking things from other anime, just uh, borrowing ideas <laughs> from other anime. Hey, uh, amazing. There's only so many designs you can do for a Powerball of a, yeah. a little Spirit Ball, a little Rasengan, a little, you, you know, know, there's only so many you can I'm do. I'm just right? saying. I'm just saying. It's uh, funny because our boy Gary Mari even mentioned he was like, "What is that? Is that just wind, wind moving around?" And I was like, "Bro, nah, that's the Rasengan, bro. But you better duck." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, after this fight, we saw you know Gabi Mario got beaten to within an inch of his life, and we we got Shinobi Rule Twenty out of this one. Uh, we hadn't yes, seen sir. any of the rules in a while, but it says when facing death. Deal as much damage as you can before you die. Um, and and it's actually the ninja leader that kind of ingrained this into them and to where it comes out instinctively. Even if they don't want to fight anymore, they will use some mobility or go, take some action to just cause mass chaos. I fucking love that, by the way. That, that was, was awesome. Dope. That was yeah. fucking awesome. Like, Gabi Maru is just literally unconscious like fucking shit up and i was like hell yes this is awesome i love this character mm -hmm. yeah no he, he's actually pretty sick um but may after that happens that gets the you know the tension off him for a moment uh but uh she was in tries to come in for the finishing blow and may comes out of nowhere and saves him um do y'all have any like ideas about why she would have done that because i didn't think she was too emotionally attached to these people I think because of uh, I think because of uh, Sagiri, her and Sagiri bonded, I believe. So. Oh, that is that is right. Yeah, that she uh, actually bathed the child, uh, put some conditioner in her hair. I do remember that now. Yeah. So that actually makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But there... I. Oh, go for it. Uh, no, I was about to move on. Go for it. Oh, I was okay. just—I'm really curious how May fits into this because I mentioned a few episodes ago when we were talking about how. Um, Hell's Paradise is really pulling from like Taoism and everything else like that. Like mm -hmm. in Taoism, there are seven hermits who live on the mountain. And we find out that there are, in fact, seven hermits confirmed. or Tenson in this confirmed. But May is like a baby hermit. So I'm really curious to see how she plays into this, because as you saw with all the other inhabitants of the island, they get turned into the Hoko. And that scene blew my mind. Sorry, I wasn't here for it. Um with all the praying trees, like looking at the like the center of the island, is like holy shit, this is creepy as fuck. It was also sad as shit. Uh, our main man, our main Hoko Bonsai man, 
you know, he tells them, you know, as as we get older on this island now, we lose conscious, we start to lose our consciousness, and we turn into trees. So he used to actually be like a humanoid type thing, and then towards the end of their life cycle, they go there to pray and pretty much die. But it doesn't even. It doesn't even. Uh, sometimes you can do it as a young kid. I don't think it really matters your age. Uh, he said his daughter um, done it, like turned into that. It's just when they start losing their minds. He said, and I guess she started losing her mind and wits and awareness, um, like in her teens. I think it mentioned. Yeah, yeah, but that's also not teens in our sense because these yeah. dudes live for like thousands of years. So I mean, she had to be like I don't know, eight hundred, nine hundred. Older than fuck. But still, it's, it's got to be something else besides just age factoring into it. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, definitely. Yeah, but I thought that whole portion of it was really cool, and I like. Now I'm gonna go in and research this and see if it's actually something that they pulled from like Taoist beliefs because that's fucking really cool if they did. Yeah, it definitely was, and may seem to have a couple of the Tencent powers, like those Rasengan's that we were talking about. Um, at least had like the same hands when she punched uh, Gabi Mara, I think it was. And he's like, "Yeah, that was not a normal punch. Something's going on with that." Yeah, there's, some, also, there's some definitely some interplay, and they knew May by name. Yeah, and also uh, another thing that uh, you know we can bring up is Hoko actually said that uh, um, they can't disobey the Tencent or whatever, the hermits, because they're the ones that allows them into the afterlife. And I wonder what's going to happen now that May has, like, disobeyed them in a way, kind of went against them. I think May is from the center of the island of Horai. Uh, and I don't think she has to play by the same rules as, like, Hoko. I would, that's, my, yeah. that's my theory on it. Because I don't think they know, like, the Hoko by names, but they knew her. Um, and she only got a flash of, of seeing her on her way out from the battleground. So yeah, definitely. Some, my, something funky going on there. My thinking is that she's from the center of the island, but she was banished for some reason or another. And maybe even at that point, they like forced her to be into a, um, like a child body or something like that, because who knows? I mean, she's, she's, she's fucking ripped. She can, she can throw bones, you know? Right. <laughs> so I'm and, really uh, interested to see where it goes, but. Yeah, and Hoko actually said that, you know, the, the Tencent used to be one being, and they got split up. And, you know, she could have just been some leftover power that got manifested, and that's why she's in a small body. And they were like, yeah, you're not perfect like us. Get the fuck up out of here. That's true, yeah. But, yeah, there was a lot to unpack this episode, and it was I think this is one of the better episodes. It, it gave us a lot of story and probably the best fight. I'm not going to say probably. This was the best fight of the show so far. Yeah, like I said, I've been waiting for like this kind of action scene from Hell's Paradise, from MAPPA in this show, and we finally got it. So, Yeah, I will say on that front, I am kind of disappointed with MAPPA on this front. I thought they would have brought a little more to it on the animation front with a fight like this. I mean, I know it's not JJK, and I know it's not Chainsaw Man, and I know it's not AOT, but like... Don't don't let us down, you know, like show us some great animation with this one, because I thought it was kind of lacking for the sense of like the fight itself. But we'll have to see if they pick it up in later fights. Yeah, I'm actually worried about the budget for this show because it doesn't seem to be getting as much love as those other other shows you named by MAPPA. Um, yeah. So, you know, they have a budget now. I think they might be just be working within those constraints, waiting for the the fandom to pick up. But you have to give us something for that to happen. It's a yeah. good, it's a good, it's a, definitely a good anime. I, th I thought it's one of the better ones out of the season that we've been watching.
but it's not definitely not to the level where I think Mappa wants it right now. And we still haven't seen um, Gabby Maru's village come into play yet. I don't, I don't know if we're gonna get that or not, honestly. So, yeah, um, we only got like what two or three more episodes. So, yeah, I was waiting for those boys to pull up. I was actually really excited about that, but hopefully that happens next season. I feel like it has to, but yeah, I want to see some more ninja and see what they what they're really working with over there. Worst case scenario, we got a manga to read, boys. We get bass mm-hmm. on manga finally. <laughs> Boy, y'all try every week with this. <laughs> hey, man. Y'all gonna break me down eventually, I feel like. Yeah. I'm pretty sure One Piece is going on a one-month break with a manga, so Oda can do some things with the TV show or maybe go on a nice little vacation. Oda needs to take a vacation. You got time, buddy. You got a whole month to catch up with the manga. That's cake. Hey, bro, bro. Me and Dan will take turns reading it to you, bro. <laughs> I will call you every night. Like a bedtime on, story? On like, now, see, now we talking. Now we talking. The, the volume did just come out so I can hold it up to the camera real nice and like fan it back and forth for you. <laughs> yeah, we, we can act it out, you know, just like, Donnie? You know. <laughs> I'm just really excited to start every night with wealth, fame, power. Gold Roger. <laughs> attained these three and all else the world had to offer but before we go on did you guys know, know that oda only like sleeps three hours a night so he can work on one piece and he's a psychopath yeah he's Grinder, an actual bro. psychopath he only sees his wife and kids one time a week yeah i think he's taking a little break to see the fam yeah he needs to hey man i will say he set him up good oda's got a lot of cheddar in the bank so i don't think they're oh yeah net worth like a quarter bill yeah yeah <laughs> hey he is the goat he is go to hey. Maybe after this, uh, you know, Netflix uh, TV live adaptation, you know, maybe it'll bump up in the world. Maybe yeah, a lot of other people up. will start watching and reading. So that's what I'm hoping for. That's what that's the goal, for. right? Yeah, it is. It is. But, awesome, but uh, you, you boys want to get on to Demon Slayer. Uh, Insomniacs after school. Insomniacs after school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can read. I can read. I mean, we can go to Demon Slayer if you want. It's fine. Nah, go, go for it, brother. All right. Insomniacs After School, Episode 9, Altair and Vega. So Nakami finds out that the school won't be able to fund the summer trip. What an absolute fucking bummer. So he frantically tries to devise a plan to make it happen for him and Magiri. Because that's obviously their... You know what Yui keeps on uh, calling their uh, flirting time. Their their secret flirty <laughs> hookup time. Yes, <laughs> let's go, baby. Good for good for Ganta. <laughs> so the episode starts out with Magiri in her house, and we get introduced to potentially one of my new favorite characters in this series. And we got to see how she plays out, but she's she's looking pretty good. You like that <laughs> witch? And we I don't do. even we don't even know a name. So. Uh yeah, we don't know it yet from the show. I think it's like Hoya or Hota or something like that. They're trying to let I, it fester for Dan. I did some Googling, you know, I was just curious. Oh, okay. For science. For science. Clothes being put out on the line, you know. Oh, and, there 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 is a scene, oh, ladies boy. and gentlemen, where <laughs> McGeary is doing laundry. And she just holds up some pretty racy little underwear. And let me tell you, McGeary's sister is down for a good time. She's in college. It's fine. Yeah, she's in <laughs> true, college, bro. True, true, true. 
but she's kind of a bitch. Oh, 100% is a bitch. <laughs> she calls Magiri like a little servant and is like making her get her like iced tea and everything else. And I'm here for it, dude. She's my kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did not like her. Um, but going back to the main plot, uh, guys, you, you this had is your the moment. main plot. Oh, <laughs> wait, here we go. I quit. <laughs> uh, you guys want to get on to Demon Slayer now? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it comes out that, you know, um, Aguirre and Akami for the Astronomy Club actually need about around 10, uh, 100,000 yen, which is about $700 USD. Um, that's yeah, that's no of, small amount of money. That's a um, lot of part time. Yeah, that's a whole lot of part-time. That's a month worth of part-time right there, at least in the States. Um, but yeah, so Nakami goes to like, uh, fill, we see him filling out a uh, job interview form, an application, I think is what we call those. And uh, <laughs> Yukigawa is trying to help him out and he, they get through it. And I think the next thing that happens after that, it kind of cuts to a scene um, and he bombs that the the interview. I believe. Uh, yeah. I don't know how. Like, how do you... I don't know. Dude, I don't know the, how, man. He's got glasses on. Like, that's instantly a job, right? This kid looks fucking responsible. Yup. <laughs> yeah, but he can't talk. <laughs> that is true. He's a very shy individual. Uh, and that's all the interviews are. Uh, what was y'all's first interviews like? Uh, they come in and said, Yo, are you uh, this, you know, my mom's son? You Betty's son? And I was like, yeah. It was like, okay, I know her. You're hired. <laughs> that small town vibe. Yeah. Wow. Wow. My first job that involved an interview was Mickey D's back in high school. The, you know, the Dirty Ron's House of Pancakes. That's, that's what I was talking about just now. So, And oh, wow. um, I walked in and like, hey, can you show up on time? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, do you know how to like read instructions? I was like, I'm pretty okay at that. <laughs> they're like you, you showed up wearing a tie to this interview so you're hired i was like all right cool great <laughs> damn i'm feeling like shit right now because i applied to mickey d's in high school and i did not get the job <laughs> Oof. yeah now i'm feeling like shit right now Oof. hey man but hey oh ricky over at ricky's pools helped me out he had my back i will say dude great first job you know i learned a lot they made me a manager at 18 and that was kind of the groundwork of how to manage a team of of people who are fucking stupid as shit. So yeah. it was great. <laughs> I learned a lot. Let me tell you that. Okay. 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 They couldn't make me manager. I was only 17, but I was like the crew manager, like thing, the crew uh, trainer, or whatever. Yes. You know? so, Blue shirt. Yeah. So GG's. I couldn't even get the fucking job in any management. That's crazy. <laughs> That's fucking I, wild. I run the backside. You know what I mean? Grill. Hey, hamburger, hey, hamburger he engineer runs the backside. backside. Hamburger <laughs> engineer. I was I was the leader back there. Do it all myself, bro. <laughs> big bet, big bet. Uh, but yeah, Nakami ends up visiting Yui, and um, he actually goes into her like a little apartment uh, trailer type thing. And she's laying face down on the ground, one crock outside the door, rest of the body inside the door. I thought she was fucking dead, like for real. I, I thought she I, had her life together a little bit more, but apparently not, bro. Hell no. Nah. I think she stays up late like our MCs did, and she was just catching a little cat nap. But uh, did you guys notice she had on that like choker, like cat collar thing going on? Bro, <laughs> speaking of which, I was like, I've seen that somewhere. 
I was at my friend's house this past week. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was at my friend's house this past week weekend, and uh, his dog collars for his dogs look just like that. I was going to say, what's that hanging on your wall behind you right now? Oh, Is that get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> that shit's in the closet. Fuck off. <laughs> class. Pure class. Uh, but yeah, he ends up telling Yui about his his issues, uh, not being able to get a get a job from McDonald's, probably like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Was it because you were shy, bro? I, I, I wasn't shy, but I didn't even make it to the in person, bro. I had to fill it. I'm not getting into it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, our, our man Nakami ends up uh, getting a getting a job at the arcade, uh, which. We'll get into it a little bit later, but it has been fucking hilarious, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. But the... So, uh, what happens next? Uh, they, don't they do the beach day? Yeah, they go... They cut to the beach day. Yeah. And all the girls are getting ready and whatnot, and we see some some scars on uh, Magari. And uh, they end up having a good time at the beach. She 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 wears a t-shirt over her, uh, over her uh, bathing suit, like a Angsty young eleven year old that's a little pudgy. <laughs> hey, bro, I've been there. I've been or there. or a fifteen year old who had a very traumatic surgery as a childhood child. Those were some big know. ass stars, yeah. scars, by the way. Yeah, yeah it was stuff like fix. She, I don't know if she had a heart replacement or if they went in there and did some work, but like, I mean, Lily's got, got half. There. She's got half a heart, man. The scars make sense. Yeah, they do. They do. She's got one like going down her chest, and then one on her like side, like a rib. Mm-hmm. Rear barrier, so like it's hey man, you gotta get in, you gotta get in there from both sides, you know. I was about to say, yeah. do the pincer maneuver on the heart. I guess. I mean, I guess I would probably be self conscious about that too if I was a woman. So yeah, it may, it makes sense. But oh, it you, was, don't even, you don't even have to be a woman, man. That's like traumatizing for anybody, especially at that yeah. age, because people are gonna ask questions 100%. and you obviously don't want to talk about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And Kanikawa. Being the bitch that she is, is out there trying to uh, pick up some guys. Yeah. Hoe it up. <laughs> For real. And like the rest of her friends are just there trying to have a good time. Uh, I think she thought that we, they were just going like, to lay on the beach and look pretty. And that was not the case. Yeah. Uh, she had some I, friends. Yeah, shit was funny. I had a good time with this one. Is it uh, Konami? Is that the sports girl? It is. I think this is the first time that I've ever seen a farmer's tan animated. <laughs> uh, you're right i haven't seen that before this girl is pale as fuck but she's just outside grinding that softball life and she's tan as shit but like she gets in a bikini and it's like holy shit this woman is actually pale yeah she i needed... thought she was just dark i did too but it makes sense that she plays softball so she's she's got a little tan going on um yeah i wasn't expecting all that she's she she's uh she's got some stripes Oh yeah, I mean, I've you've watched I've watched a million anime that have the classic beach episode, and they never do nobody dirty like that. Like they just make him <laughs> in a bikini, you know? Like what's up? <laughs> but speaking of like uh, Kanakawa, like wanting to be hit on by guys, they actually do get hit on. Um, they get brought. Uh, was it ice ices? I believe shaved ice. Yeah. Shaved ice. Those yeah, are some big do. shaved ice, by the yeah. way, man. Those have like thirty-two ounce shaved ice. Those those yeah. gentlemen are rolling in the yen, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it turns out, you know, apparently they're actually grade schoolers. They hit on them. I love the game. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> respect the shit Dude, that out was, of it. That was impressive for some grade schoolers. 
Hey, get, get them girls some ices, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 they got some money, bro. I wish I, I was, had money like that when I was a grade schooler. Shit. I did, man. <laughs> I, I I worked hard. I was I was I was the roof bitch carrying uh carrying shingles up the ladder. So I had I had cash looked up, but no ladies suspended on at the beach. <laughs> Facts. I'm in, I'm in the same position. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, it comes to a scene later down the line where um so Nakami got his part-time job and Yui's helping with the budget to try and figure out how to make this uh summer training camp happen. And he's up, he's on his break or whatever you want to call it trying to crunch the numbers and Magari surprises him and uh she looks at him and goes hey yeah i got hit on by some dudes today and nakami or sorry Mag- nakami's reaction had me crying yeah, absolutely I, crying i, I loved it because he was like yeah okay and then like you saw his like eyes light up and he's like yo yo wait a second say what and she just <laughs> and uh, uh magari actually just busts out laughing it was so it was so much fun um, I was actually a little afraid for our boy as well. I was like, he ain't got that kind of that kind of game right now. And lucky for him, they were grade schoolers. Well, I thought I thought she was gonna lean into the topic and you know try to make him jealous and make him make a move. That's what I th- where I thought it was going, but then it all turned out to be a joke because they was grade schoolers. So I don't think I would have told him no different. I would have been you know I would have made him more like. Jealous and shiesty ass boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, make your move. Shit. Do something about it. What you gonna do? <laughs> but yeah, I so Makari comes in and saves the day. She tells uh Nakami that they can crash at her grandma's house because her grandma is in an old folks' home, so they have an extra house that's like perfectly located conveniently between all these destinations they want to go to. So they got that locked up. Mm-hmm. They're actually going to do their little uh, training school there to teach uh, some other students how to uh, take photographs of the night sky. So they, they lucked out on that. It's going to save them a ton of money because they were going to need camping gear, transportation to get out there each day and food. But now they have a house that they can cook in. They don't have to get camping gear anymore and they can just stay there overnight. So that really cuts down. They really only have food cost and small bus and train rides to pay for now. So the plan is a go. Let's go. Thank God. Uh, the only thing that uh, that kind of threw a wrench in the plans was Magiri's big sister said she is coming, and Magiri does not have the balls to tell her not to. Yes. We're getting <laughs> more of her. So, I was... I'll go, go for it. I'll, I, no, I've got the end oh, of the episode. Don't oh, worry about it. Listen... So, me personally, I really like uh, her big sister. I like that she's introduced and stuff, and I want to see more of her, yeah. you know, on, on the screen. But I do not like that they're throwing in, uh, they're adding her as drama to uh, this trip, you know, especially just late in the season. Oh, like, I want to see more, but I don't want her to see more that way. Like, you know what I mean? So, I'm hoping there's another beach scene, but that's just me, <laughs> sir. Sir, <laughs> just sir. kidding. I'm really kind of hoping that she like just starts laying the moves on Nakami a little bit just to make Magiri jealous because I'd be here for that. Oh, she's I would 100% love... going to do that. I'm so yeah. ready for it. But I've worked... this is a demon. I've worked out my hierarchy of characters in the show, guys. Uh huh. Kirishiki, the okay. advisor slash school nurse baddie number one. <laughs> all right, all right. 
uh big sis number two okay. <laughs> random bikini babe who got her boob um brushed up against number three in okay. this episode by the way and then oh there was yeah there was uh mcgarry got to touch some touch some boob so that was exciting and they were like this is incredible so i'm really confused for their sexuality at this it point it was so funny uh like mcgarry like was like holding her wrist up and then her friends were like how did it feel incredible and she was like uh, grown-ups are amazing it's like yo what is wrong with y'all bro and, and and then yui's got a comment at number four because she's got the dog collar thing going on so you know that's yo, it that's okay okay those we are know my what four Dan favorite likes. characters <laughs> or maybe it just goes to tell you how much i actually enjoyed this show <laughs> oof oof <laughs> No, it's been good. I've enjoyed it. I just just making making jokes. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun. It's a fun little. Uh... Or am I? Oh my god, damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's been a fun little show to me. Uh, one thing I didn't see coming out of this whole episode was Yui being a terrible fucking boss. <laughs> She's sleeping, bro. Bro, she like I think it was like his second day of work or something. Maybe even his first day. And like she, he pulls up, and Yui's just in like a little kiddie pool with a bunch of like like uh, ice balloons to keep the water cool and she's like no this is only for me you go inside yeah. I love it I fucking love it I'd be fucking tight she it's runs like, an arcade like how much actually how much work does that actually take like you collect the, quarters out of a machine you take them to the bank you in the middle of the nowhere machines. bro yeah that's true that's true and then she's like walking around inside and it's like her feet are wet and, and our boy <laughs> Nakami has to like uh, mop, mop up right after <laughs> It's like going around behind her. What is she paying him for? She's got to make him do some shit. I guess that's true. Yeah, you're not gonna get this money for free though. That's a, that's, a, that's a one person job, and she's just loving it. Yeah. So awesome. You guys want to get into Demon Slayer? Yeah, uh, let's knock it out, man. Let's do it. All right. So we got Demon Slayer season three, episode nine. Miss Hashira, Noichiro, Tokito. So. With his memories, memories back, Tokito is uh, much stronger and a lot more disrespectful. Uh, Yeriko gets talked down to, but the demon, you know, he has a couple of tricks up his sleeves. Um, but yeah, the, we open up the episode and, and pretty much we've seen that uh, uh, Tokito is like, he says, I'm in the zone now. Like, you're, you're fucking washed, son. Yeah. And <laughs> and he's gotten you know, all these powers from having his memory back. He's got a, lot, a little bit more motivation and some more personality. And he is just flaming Yuiko. He's and a smart I, ass, bro. He, I did not know this boy had this in him. <laughs> he sounds like my dad talking to me when we're on the golf course. Like it's it's terrible. <laughs> um, and like he's really making Yuko uh, like so self conscious, and like he's just ripping on him, and he's like trying to figure out what really makes him annoyed, and he's just doing it for fun because he knows he can end this at any time. Um, uh, what were y'all's thoughts on that? I just thought it, I was laughing most of this episode. I mean, like the it, it surprised me that he was that big of a smartass. Like he's like we've always known that he was like disrespectful kind of you know whatever because he's went after his uh brother you know after all the memory loss things but he's he's just sarcastic he's disrespectful and he knows how to talk shit apparently so yeah i love the scene where he was like just sitting there like with like a shooting grin on his face 
and Kyoko was like, are you going to say something? He's like, bro, you told me to not talk, so like, I'm not talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking crying. What about yeah. that? What about that smile, bro? That shit was creepy, bro. I loved it. <laughs> he was he was on one, man. Uh, I really wasn't too too big of a fan of the Miss Hashira. Um, like he was cool, you know. He has he has some cool moves. Obviously, his breathing his breathing form is really cool. But now I'm a fan. I'm an actual fan. Uh, we well, haven't. I don't think we've seen like a character, or at least like a, a a quote unquote good guy character in this anime, like just go this hard with the with the words. I haven't seen a face like that that he made since like Anya made her, you know, face, meme face. Oh shit. You know what I mean? Okay. This yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. be popping. It's gonna be on memes probably. So people are gonna be getting tattoos of this shit. So I could see that for sure. Um but yeah, but then we got into it and uh Gyoko realized he was getting boxed up. Uh Tokito said his vase was a little off kilter and it was tacky. Um, that really got on his nerves, and he said, "You know what? Fuck the vase." And he went to his true form, uh, his little fish snake form or whatever. And it had like the goofy, goofiest fucking ability. Um, we see the Miss Hashira get hit um, just very lightly uh, as soon as he transforms, and it turned his part of his shirt into fish. Man, and, that's a wild ability. Not gonna lie. I mean, so. it is kind of overpowered, but like it's it's still fucking hilarious. And I thought it was like very cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. It was kind of it was kind of like, dude, you're upper rank five. Like be more menacing. Like you're shooting fish out of your, your hands. Come on. Yeah. So whatever I touch turns into fish. <laughs> Jesus cool. Christ. And like the thing is, like he has to touch him multiple times because the first time it just turned his shirt into fish. So it's like not like you have to hit somebody once and they oh they're fish. You gotta get through their clothes. Well, unless you make a good clean connection with the face or something you know yeah but i mean that, that's that, that's that's a. Uh, I think at this level of fighting just not don't get headshotted it's not I mean, that hard i get i think anybody else wouldn't had a, would have had an issue with uh the fish fingers or whatever but uh <laughs> the, fish <fingers. laughs> the fish sticks but you know, our boy uh, Muichiro Tokido, like he ain't he ain't just know anybody, bro. Like he uh, ain't gonna have problem with fish fingers over here. Yeah, I so I actually looked up the uh, Kyoko design after the fact to see what it looked like in the manga. Uh huh. And they did like the anime did it a disservice. Like it looks way crazier in the manga. I don't know if you guys saw that. No, I haven't seen it. I'll send you guys a picture. I was kind of disappointed. Like, it looks menacing in the manga, and they just kind of made it look pretty lame, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, like, I don't know, man. It just just seemed like he was hopping up that form, and, like, it just needed to be more than what it was. I don't know. I was just disappointed, so, in that sense. Yeah, and I also think it kind of just shows us how strong uh muichiro is when he is fully uh you know when he unlocks his full potential i guess because i think any other hashi would have had a fucking hard time with this guy honestly because i mean he's up in rank five and you saw what happened to tengen and you know uh tanjiro when they were fighting upper rank six so like just looking at it it's like this is he seems like low yeah it was a little bit of a letdown um yeah, and to y'all's points, it's like, yeah, as we've gone through this whole anime, like the 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 upper moons are supposed to be like, holy crap, like they can destroy everybody. And 
Yoko really just gets walked the fuck down. He was never really a real threat. Like, he got trapped in that water vase. But that was only because he was trying to save other people while fighting him. Once it was a 1v, it was a wrap. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Gyoko higher than uh, Akaza? No, no Akaza's number three. three. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I didn't know if he was number three or if he was number six, so I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, no, six six was um, Kyutaro and... Um, oh, the, the damn Scythe. Uh, yeah, entertainment. the other sister yeah, combo. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like you see how much of a hard time they had with him, and then Muichiro just fucking bodies Gitaro or, or not Gitaro, sorry, uh, Gyoko, and it's kind of like, okay, is Muichiro that strong? Because I really think he is at this point. I mean, he unlocked his full potential. He's got the, you know, markings of whatever clan the uh, first, you know, wielder of breathing was so it's kind of like mm-hmm. he's kind of that guy I, I think i mean it's true but like we're also like I, I hate to skip ahead but like um the the love hashira uh, mitsuri it's also kind of boxing up the hate demon too a little bit uh so like it i hope it doesn't end up being like that that that, that same like quick fight that we just saw because yeah, that would be a letdown this 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 anime is about the fight scenes the story's not super strong so it has to come through in the animation and the fight scenes, and they have to live up to the hype. Yeah, so I'm hoping they they do a better job well, with the second one. Unless or it lasts a little longer. Unless something, unless something, uh, another demon enters the fight. It looks like it's not going to be an easy one because we got. Uh, I think this is scheduled for eleven or twelve, with the last episode being an an hour finale. So. Like, we got some shit gonna happen, uh, apparently. So either another demon enters the fight, uh, or, you know, uh, Huntingu is really, you know, strong. But I don't see how the, you know, Tokito and Mitsuri doesn't take down Huntingu easily. Because you know he's gonna go over there, so. Well, to wrap up this fight, uh, Tokito went down. Yeah, he's, he's, he was still poisoned, so he, oh, he can't yeah, fight yeah, anymore. Right. Okay. Yeah. He's passed yeah, the fuck out. I, I do think, you know, just based on how this story has gone, I'm pretty sure Han Tengu's got another form up his sleeve because he's we've seen him too, man. We've seen him change forms like what one, two, six times now. Like he's yeah. got to have like an uber terrifying form because hatred is scary, but like again, he's not the level you would think you'd see from number four after seeing what Akaza could do, you know? Exactly. And then uh, we also still have the uh, sword. We still got uh, Haganazuka working on the sword. And I think he's almost ready because uh, our boy Kotetsu, I believe, hands them the uh, actual, uh, what's it called? The hilt, yeah. Dude, that black black sword is going to look so fucking sick with the uh claim hashira's health bro yeah i'm here for it 100 here for it i think pretty soon we're gonna actually get to see uh the sword being delivered to tanjiro and maybe it's gonna take tanjiro and mitsuri and ginya and uh uh nezuko to take down whatever we got coming i just don't know how it's 
they're going to make it last that long with this being only five. I think somebody else comes in, honestly. I don't know about that. I think there should be another form or something like that. But like, so here's my big issue with this. If Tanjiro just gets a new sword and gets like some super ass pole power up, I'm going to be kind of annoyed. You know, like this whole show has been about training and fighting to learn skills and everything else. But if he just gets a magic sword of a dude from 300 years ago and just gets cracked out of his mind strong, like that's that's a fucking ass pole. So I think I think what's going to happen is like uh, Mr. Haganazuka hasn't been making great swords. Right. And they've been breaking a lot on Tanjiro. And now that he's going to have this really incredibly made sword, one in a thousand sword, it's going to it's going to be like his training wheels coming off. And he's not going to have to be so careful about how he's cutting things yeah. and he'll be able to actually go full out. And I just don't think we've seen him being able to do that with those swords, those quality of swords he's been using. Ass pull. And I think they set that up well. That's that's a good setup. I don't know. I just I I feel like that's a after all the training montages and you know, we've seen them working on themselves and stuff like that. It's kind of like okay, so you got a cool sword and now you're the strongest guy in the entire series. Like, come on, man, that's just kind of weak in my opinion. You know. Well, we've seen we've seen how big of a gap there was between like Mitsuri and Tanjiro, though. You know, and there was like a pretty substantial gap. And even though he gets a sword, I still think that he's not going to be able to handle it as well his, as he should handle it. Yeah. I think that he'll be able to use it, but I don't think he'll be able to use it to its maximum potential, I don't think, yet. Until no, the next arc, he, I don't he's think. Got, he's going to pick up that sword and have some flashback to like the first flame-breathing Hashira or some so. bullshit and get a million <laughs> skills. It's going to be some bullshit it. like that. You already know but, it. But like, I don't think Tanjiro is that far behind the Hashira at this point. I think that he's just been fucking gotten the shit kicked out of him for like six episodes now and Mystery's mm-hmm. fresh. You know? True. Because frankly, I mean, Tanjiro was hanging with Tengen that whole last fight and... I mean, Tengen was like the Wonder Boy of Hashira. So, and Rengoku too, you know? Like, I think, I don't know yeah. if Mitsuri is at their level. Those guys level at least, you know? So, I don't think Tanjiro's, yeah, I don't think Tanjiro's too far behind the Hashira, honestly, because he's been taking down demons left and right. I mean, he is probably at the strength level required to be a Hashira if there was an opening and, and they were like going through with that. But with this whole demon sister thing, they're kind of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Yeah. I, I think, I think his skill level's up there too. Um, I mean, we got our main baddie that has like a little black book on him. Dude must be doing something. He got to be chopping it up good. Yeah, the fact that like every demon they fight gets like a terrifying flashback to the original like sun breathing swordsman. Whenever they see Tanjiro in his full like when he's powered up, it's kind of like okay, he's kind of he's 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 that guy, you know? Yeah, I think so. Um. But yeah, going going back to the this this episode, like we saw that like the hatred demon has like all of the other abilities of the other emotion demons. I thought that was really cool, um, and that looks like the reason why it has all the different. The hydras has all those like different heads. Uh, each one or two uses like the same abilities. And I thought it was cool because Tanjiro is even like yeah, the, the 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 abilities that they have are like cracked, like they're times ten now. And he actually gets his ankle or like his leg broken. It looked like. Um, so I'm wondering how much more he can actually fight and if it'll actually just be Mitsuri and maybe Genya. I don't know if he can box like that uh, going up against uh, Hatengu at this point. I mean, Genya's on his uh, last uh, breath, too, honestly, after he got blown to pieces, bro. 
Uh, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, the maybe... fact that he's magically all his holes got filled up kind of kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, but still, dude. That's so... like at least a week's worth of healing right there. Yeah, maybe. I, I... I was going to say, maybe we get to see Mitsuri and Nezuko. Nezuko actually doing something big this time, maybe. Oh, that would be and adorable. earning her, like, respect and trust of the Demon Slayer corpse. That would be interesting. That'd be sick, actually. And they, and they are they are friends already. So that'd be really cool to see. Um, Bad the shower. Oh, oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the, the next three words out of my mouth. Um, but yeah, I, and I, I just want to talk about Mitsuri's fighting style. I think it's freaking awesome. She has like the, 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 the sword whip and how she cuts things up. It's so graceful. Uh, but like you can tell, it's, it's just a lot of power and precision in what she does. Uh, and yeah, we saw Tanjiro get eaten by one of the, the Hydra heads uh, and is about to get crushed in, inside one of the necks. And she just comes in and it's like, nah, this bro. is light work. Bro, She's so I cool. Just, She's I just so like cool. watch her five, bro. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> you clean, know what I mean, bro. bro. I, I, I'm I picking up what you're putting down. Not the only thing you like watching her do, but. <laughs> right. But yeah, there, there, there that is, so. <laughs> but yeah, I we have. Huh? Three three episodes left. Well, if if it is actually eleven, like I think it's going to be eleven or twelve. I think I seen somewhere, and if it's eleven, so that means we only got one more, and then the hour. So, uh, so I could I could see it actually being eleven only with you know another twenty five, and then an hour one that would make more sense honestly than it being twelve. Okay. So. Yeah, so it is eleven episodes, and like you said, the last one's gonna be an hour. So that last episode better go fucking hard. Yeah. So like, I mean, now that we're this deep into the the season, man, like, like what y'all thought about season three? Like, has it has it been as good as the other two so far? Like, is it living up to I, the hype? You know, I'm like, how y'all feeling? I liked the the best one so far. Yeah, it was entertainment. Uh, now I'm not talking about the first half. The second half of entertainment was my favorite so far. The first half was kind of slow and a little bit uh, iffy, but right. the second half of entertainment was really good for me. But I'm not knocking Mitsuri, bro. Like I love, I love watching Mitsuri. So, <laughs> well, I was gonna say we've got. I mean, like the it was like the last two or three episodes of the entertainment arc carried it. So we've got, about, we've got about we've got about that left. So we're gonna have to wait until we see these next two episodes to make that call. But um, no, I think the beginning of this uh, arc was better than the last one for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah like, I, I agree with that. Um, I'm just a little worried again, about where this is going right now. Wasn't the entertainment um way longer? Wasn't it uh like 20 episodes or so, or was that the the fire plus entertainment? That was the a combination train. of the train. The train yeah, was like eight episodes, and then the entertainment was like eleven, I think, eleven okay. or twelve. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, which the train was good too. The last half, it you know, or whatever. Yes. When our boys was fighting Akaza, but like Dan said, the first part of uh, entertainment was kind of not. I think it was mid, honestly. So yeah, there was a lot was, of humor. So it was. It was, it was mostly set up. Yeah, it was yeah. story building. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this if this one has two 45-minute episodes. Basically, we're getting a 14-episode season. It's just they're cutting it down to 11 with two 45-minute episodes. Okay, yeah. But yeah, I mean, typically Demon Slayer, they, they really close out their seasons well. 
and it kind of makes the rest worth it. I'm struggling for better words, but there, there are better words than that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, this is very mid to me right now. I mean, this this enemy's not known for the story, but sounds sounds like we're gonna have to do a little Demon Slayer viewing party on the twenty uh, fifth. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, ooh, ooh. Yeah. check us out. Yeah, I'm down with that. Shameless Tree. plug. Join the Discord. Yeah, linktree.com slash anime dgens. Join our Discord, and we will make a post about it when it gets closer. If you ain't in there, you're missing out. For real. No joke. Uh, but you guys, boy, you boys want to get on to One Piece? Let's get All on right, to the yes, goat. Um, All right. So this is episode 1064, Drunken Dragon Bagua. The Lawless <laughs> Dragon closes in, closing in on Luffy. So Bagua. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, now, so, Baguya, dude. <laughs> yeah, Baguya. So, as the roof piece battle rages on, things take an interesting turn. Kaido, in his excitement, starts his next bender right in the middle of battle. Is Luffy ready to face the drunken fist of Wano? I have been uh. so excited for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like. You guys don't even understand how excited I was to see Kaido break out the drunken fist. And the voice actor for Kaido blew it out of the water. <laughs> Absolutely killed this. And like, it's only going to get better because we haven't seen a couple more of the uh, the drunken forms of him, you know, changing his personality instantaneously. Like, it's going to be so good. Oh, man. That sounds I, phenomenal. I just wanted to start hollering like, guys, sensei? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was so funny. Uh, I just love that Kaido got like slammed drunk. And Luffy's like, yo, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> he was so doing? confused. Like, are you, he's like, are you drunk? He's like, no. Nah. It's like cheeks are all red. He's stumbling around. <laughs> I'm just trying to have a good time. He's like, you I, think this could make me drunk? Uh, obviously, Obviously, bro. it's fucking slam wasted. One thing I want to talk about is where the hell did he pull this damn flagging out of bro a flag and that was a whole keg well i mean a flagging for him bro like, <laughs> it was a flagging for him where did where did it come from all of a sudden he's got it in his hand can he just conjure like alcohol now so nah, he's I, just got a little reserve in the back don't worry about it i was about, I was about <laughs> to say you know it, it is his castle i'm sure he has stashes of uh sake all over the place and when he do kind you have of, time well, before the battle started, they probably just sit around, bro. <laughs> bro it you was know, cracking a... case of emergency type shit. Dude, it was oh. supposed to be a banger of a party that night before Luffy and the uh, the crew, you know, like spoiled it. Literally booze everywhere. I don't Literally. know, man. I don't know. It seems sus to me. But for for One Piece, Goat Piece sake, I'll, I'll trust in Kato. He got, he, he, he was like, you know, the the meme where they fall down and they hold the beer and it doesn't spill. That's what he did, I guess. So nah, he was going crazy. Um, I thought he had like an ulterior motive for like drinking in the middle of the battle, but I think he just wants to get drunk. I think he's just a fucking drunk. Um, I think he's having fun. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's what he said. He said, I'm having a good time. I drink when I have a good time. I don't know, dude. He might have just had this, you know, weighed the drunken fist in his back pocket this whole time. He's like, all right, time to break it out. I'm having a good time, you know? Yeah, he 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 dodged that first uh, uh, Kong gun, 
or whatever it was um, that Luffy threw, and I was not expecting that. I thought he was just going to get hit in the face, and fucking Kaido does some Matrix shit and bends at his back 90 <laughs> degrees. I was like, oh, it's on! It's on! <laughs> so before we get into into more detail, the uh, drunken fist Kaido, do you guys want to talk about Toko and her wish first? Because that was kind of a really important part of my opinion. You mean yeah, it was. What had was me sad. crying at 8 a.m. on a Sunday damn morning? That's that sounds about right. Yeah, okay. Should we can talk about up. it. Because <laughs> I feel like we're gonna rattle on about Kaido's drunken form oh, we for, we for 20 minutes and we'll leave it out. So basically uh, we get a flash to the fire festival, and there's some samurai there talking about how the party's starting to wind down, they're getting the lanterns ready. Um, so the lantern boats, which basically is you write your wish on it and you shoot it, you light it and let it fly into the sky, and then your ancestors see it and make your wish come true. And Toko is talking to old man Katetsu. And um, she basically is like, so what should I write on it? And she's like, write your wish. It'll come true. Your ancestors will see it. And she's like, well, Yasui, my dad see it. Uh, her father is the, the hedgehog. Right in the chest. The hedgehog guy, um, Yasui. And she's thinking of things to write on it. And you see her writing on it. And you just see Katetsu's face and he just like melts. And all it says is, I want to see my dad. And it was fucking heartbreaking. It was absolutely heartbreaking. And like, if you're a One Piece fan and you didn't like get a little tear up there, like more power to you, buddy. Uh, you don't have a soul. Dan didn't want to say it. I'll say it. Um, but yeah, it, did you guys even peep like the other lanterns as well? There was a one that said, uh, I want to be able to feed my children every day, which is also heartbreaking and there was at least two others that said they wanted to see their parents again so i mean with everything that's been going on you know the last i mean dozens of uh episodes like we kind of got away from all the strife that the normal people of of uh, wano have been dealing with but it kind of really brought it back home and for me at least recentered why these this fight is like so important why this raid is so important but yeah yeah it was sad man and the thing that made it even sadder was the fact that, you know, most of these uh, kids and people that was writing their sad wishes, they were smiling, you know, as they was crying and stuff, you know, just smiling and laughing because of the smile fruits that, you know, Kado forced upon them. So, yeah, tragic. Some wicked shit, man. Some wicked shit. This is what um, this is what our main man Luffy fights for. This is this is who we back. So. The freedom yeah. fighter, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100,000%. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. He fights for the freedom of all these kingdoms he stops at, and uh, it doesn't stop with Wano. Yeah. I mean, that's how he's always been. But, yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it was good that they went back to this because I think the last few episodes, especially the one with King, where he pretty much saves King from the world government, um, getting out of that, like, testing facility. It's like you might have you might have like softened up your heart to Kaido a little bit, but it was good as a reminder of like who he actually is and the devastation that he causes to like everything around him. Um, so yeah, like you said, Dan, it was really important. And man, yeah, I, I was I was uh, I was in my feelings about that one. It was it was tough. Uh, like I said, I I watched it like eight nine o'clock on Sunday. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was like, man. I actually like got a tweet, seen a tweet online, uh, and it was like, "If you don't cry after this One Piece episode, like you're a monster." And I was like, "Bro, <laughs> tell that. me I'm not about to cry at 
<laughs> I saw you said that. I was like, I didn't want to say anything. I was like, yeah. yo, man, he's gonna have to deal with this on his own. Yeah. I was like, damn, son. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we go back up to the uh to roof piece up there. Uh Kato kinda hits Luffy back about what I was saying. He dodged that first attack by Luffy after he started drinking. And he hits him with a new move we we saw there. Uh the lightning hammered uh Ragnaroku. And it was that was pretty fuck cool. He like summoned some lightning to his like little uh his his club. And I how they made it seem with Luffy's eyes going white, it looked like he freaking one shotted him again. Um but thank God our boy is kind of immune to lightning at least and uh gets right back up and, and is still having a good old fucking time, man. Uh this was this <laughs> this was a this was a fun fight and then um something that really made me uh identify with Kaido again was he said, Why is everything so annoying when talking about this raid? And I was like, Yeah, I feel you, brother. There's always something going on in it. <laughs> um but yeah, what? just seeing Kaido and, and a, being a fucking mess was hilarious. I loved that this is the moment we got to see like Kaido's new hybrid form, yes. which was almost like he awakened his devil fruit, but he didn't. He was like three, he was like nine tenths of the way there. He was so fucking close. But I mean, you see him, he has like kind of like these crazy eyebrows, which you see in a lot of awakened uh, devil fruit characters, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, holy shit. Is this his awakened form? But it, it Oda hasn't come out and said that yet, so like nobody fucking knows. Okay, yeah, I, I thought it might be his awakening awakened form, but I thought it, you know, he might hit a little harder once that actually happens. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of people are saying that's his awakened form, but you know, we we just don't know. Yeah, either way, girl would have would have told us. Yeah, it's missing one very key component. I'm not going to get into it because it's a spoiler down the line, but it's missing one very key component to an awakened Zoan. So, okay. Appreciate you not telling me. And I th- like I honestly thought Luffy was out again, and then he just pops up with like a ta 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 ta. You know that hurt. <laughs> I'm like, bro. I thought you was dead, bro. Again. Yeah, he just so, gets up like you know, hardly anything ever happened. He's just like, ow. Why would you? Why would you do that? But did yeah. you guys ever think you'd see Kaido cry? Before Hell nah. this episode, he's drunk. Nah. He's drunk. <laughs> the mood swings on this guy are insane. He goes from like happy, laughing to crying, to just so pissed off. Like, you know, snap. He's an emotional fingers. drunk. He's an emotional drunk, a hundred percent. But yeah, I never thought I'd literally see him cry. Um, he's very disappointed because he's like, "I'm gonna have to start rebuilding my castle. This took me five years." <laughs> First of, how the fuck did it take five years to build that castle? It had to take way fucking longer. I mean, like, if you forget, like, remember earlier in the show, it shows, like, the thousands, the thousands, I'm saying no, it shows the thousands sunny, which is, like, the height of a titan, Mm -hmm. like, the colossal titan, as, like, a tiny little blob inside of, like, the ocean outside of this thing. This castle is insane. Bro. It is, bro. Fear, fear would do a lot, bro. Fear I don't think do the lot. people that were working for him were getting breaks. Yeah. Definitely no weekends off. They were smiling a lot though, but true, they wasn't. It wasn't really feeling that inside. So, but, but yeah, we actually got some in, important uh, context. Uh, we saw the five elders talking, boys. They were talking about the Gomu Gomu no me. Um, 
they obviously sent they they got word that uh Luffy's actually causing some serious havoc in Wano and they're trying to pull up. And one of I think one of like the lookouts on one of the world government ships couldn't believe what they were seeing. Did you guys think that they were what were they looking at? That was casting what, a huge shadow that they were talking about. Well, it showed. It showed at the end. Um Did it? Yeah, it, it well it yeah, didn't really it. show it all the way, but it showed enough that you could figure out that it was actually uh, Zoan. So, or, it, it, uh, it was Zunisha, uh, the giant yeah, Zunisha. elephant. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. It was an elephant, you know. <laughs> Imagine that thing pulling up. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nuts. So, I'd be shook, too. I was okay. kind of wondering if they was actually going to show the whole thing, and they come out and sh- showed like a bigger shadow where you could actually tell that it was an elephant outline and whatever elephant elephant is like wandering around. So, you know, very true. Okay. Yeah. I must've missed that. But. Yeah. Just bring the connection back between Zoe and uh, Wano, because I mean, that goes back hundreds of years, you know, mm-hmm. or longer than that. Probably honestly, I mean, that's where the, one of the road pony glyphs is, you know, it's like right on that thing's back. Hundreds, hundreds, and, hundreds of years. You know, yeah. We also had, you know, the voices, too, that happened back, you know, uh, when they was on Zoe, too, with Momo, yeah. you know. And... Yeah, the, vo- the voice of all things, which yeah. uh, they've referenced in the past. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy that there's only a few people who can hear them. So it'd be really interesting to see where that goes. Um, one thing I would like to bring up is that they also have a guy on the inside. They've got the uh, CP0 agents on the inside. Yep. who are relaying information back to the Goro site via, you know, uh, transponder Chanel. So they know what's going on and they know that uh, King and Queen were both taken down. So like... Well, no, Queen ain't... Queen's still... Oh, shit. No, I'm Queen's like... down. Yeah, Queen's down. <laughs> I, yeah, thought you, down. I thought you said Big Mom for a minute. I was like, whoa. No, whoa, whoa, no, whoa. no, no, no. Big Mom's Oh, down. okay. Not the Queen, just Queen. Yeah. <laughs> zoom, zoom, um, zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah, is no zoom, longer zoom. zooming. Yeah, no, yeah. He is not zooming. Um, But yeah, well, yeah. no, they were talking about how that damn devil fruit has caused them problems before. They're and they need to, yeah, they need to uh, eradicate that thing. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what's going on with that, man. I think we got yeah. some pretty exciting things coming up soon. Oh, what yeah. Next. I was, I, I was fixing to ask uh, uh, Baz, what, do, what does he think uh, I've, I've been spoiled is going on a, there? I've been spoiled into oblivion, and I know what's going on, so, and I'm not going to say. <laughs> everybody's been spoiled dude yeah i mean if, if if you have the internet and you and you watch one piece you've probably been spoiled it was yeah. the biggest moment in manga in the last 25 years so like it's yeah. so sad it's so sad that i get spoiled so regularly for us anime watchers so hey man we we we've been trying to get you That's, this is why manga. i started reading this is why i started reading one piece because i didn't want to have this happen to me oh i'm not gonna do it now we're offering to read it to you, bro. <laughs> you know, the bedtime <laughs> stories. Um, I, I might be down for that. <laughs> like the fact that they mentioned that they had to change the name of this devil fruit is crazy. So like, yes, they didn't we now that. know that it's not the Gomu Gomu Nomi. We don't know what it is yet. Well, I know what it is, but that's not that's not the point. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so so yeah, be- that tells you kind of the problems that they've had with it in the past. They've, they've tried to erase some history, which has been obvious. I've been doing that the whole time, dude. There's a whole century of information. That's what I'm that's saying. Yeah, they've been erasing history for a reason. Yeah. It'll be really crazy to see where it comes out. We're we're in for a treat for the next like 10 to 13 episodes of One Piece. So I'm really excited. 
Yeah, they actually uh, put it out on Twitter, like the timeline and what apparently it's like uh, each uh, each episode is covering one chapter a piece, and they figured out uh, where everything's gonna happen at. So it's pretty cool. So there's a fucking countdown Twitter yeah. page, and I, I I had to block it. Because it's one thing to know what, you know kind of what's gonna happen, but like goddamn the date. Fuck! Yeah. So, <laughs> Give me yeah. a break. And I will say the fact that they're adapting one chapter per episode is huge because they've been doing about twelve pages and a chapter's eighteen. So pacing's picking up. Pacing's picking up, baby. Let's go. Let's go, babies. Go to yeah. say fuck it. We doing it live. But yeah. yeah, we we are in for a treat. And I found out that the really really special upcoming episode. Uh, so to put this into perspective, uh, Zoro vs King was in production for two months. Mm-hmm. And this episode was in production for seven months. Jesus. So just think about the amount of I cheddar. Go see your family, sir. Sorry. Nah, that's, that's the anime. That's different. That's Toei. So oh, okay, okay, just okay, think okay. about the amount of cheddar they have put into this upcoming episode, guys. We are in for a fucking treat. And based on the timeline, we figured out that Dan might potentially have to miss it again, Bass. We're going to be talking about Peak. By ourselves again, probably. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I'm camping that week. Oh unless, my god! Unless bro. they take, <laughs> unless they take a break. Me. Unless they take a break, he's not gonna be able to do it, bro. Hey man, family vacation's a family vacation, you know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what, I, what I told him, you know, they took a break before Zoro, so surely they take a break before you know this one. So I hope I, so, man. I, I really hope so. Her, I would not be mad about a recap episode that week, and yeah. um. Then we all get to be in here, you know, for this episode. So you you guys might have me calling in from the back of my camper for one, for literally just one <laughs> just 30, 30 minutes, minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to. I really want to be able to talk about this, that that stuff with you uh, on the show. That'd be or fucking awesome. Maybe we do a little switcheroo and you guys do the DJ stuff on Tuesday and we do the weekly rundown on Thursday because I'd be back. Oh, maybe we could do a hundred percent. We can do that. I'll be back on Wednesday, so I, I can make that show. happen. Yeah, because yeah. we're actually at, during those yeah. times. Fuck uh, you, listeners. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that timeline, we're actually going to be on our summer uh, summer rundown shit. So I'm pretty sure, right? So we'll be doing yeah, JJK and Kenshin and stuff like that. So we're gonna we'll be nothing but be eating, eating, but, absolutely eating. But awesome! I'm really excited for more drunken Kaido. Hope you guys are too. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, guys, thank you again for joining for this week's weekly rundown. I gotta figure out a better way to say this week's weekly rundown. This weekly rundown. Um, we'll be back again on Thursday for our, our you know, classic anime DJs bullshit hour. Make sure to check us out. <laughs> It's a thing, guys. It's a thing. Trust me. <laughs> um, make sure to check us out at linktree.com slash animedgens. Check out the YouTube, the Twitter. Join the Discord. We're having a great time in all these platforms, guys. And we'll catch you on Thursday. See ya. Later.